first thing first. On 959 Breakfast. Hashtag 959 Breakfast. Every Monday, the president comes out with his, let's call it, newsletter, right? Uh, States of the Nation mini address, which is cool, actually, because I'd rather he just send us an email like he does as opposed to standing in front of us and boring us for 45 minutes. And one thing that he raised yesterday, which I think is very pertinent, is how there is a critical skill shortage in the country. And so when they look at visa reform, they're looking to attract those skills that the country so desperately needs. Mm-hmm. Now, we always sit here and we discuss how the country should be run like a business, etc. and so on. And any person who runs a business obviously understands that when you staff your business, you staff it based on the needs of the business. Mm-hmm. And I think that very often when we think about what it is that we're going to study as individuals, it's the beginning of the edu- what's, uh, what's the name, the, uh, the year right now, if you want to go and study something, for example, if you just graduated or matriculated, uh, people usually go with what they regard as a passion for them mm-hmm. or what they think it comes easiest to them, for example. And that's not necessarily how we should be looking at things. What we should be doing is we should be looking at the needs of the country and go, okay, if you look at maybe the last 20 years of the country, we came from a situation where we had a surplus of social sciences degrees. And as a reason, not to say that any degree is worth more than the other, but if you had a social science degree, you ended up getting less chances of being employed. Then people kind of pivoted towards the STEMs. They went to engineering, they went to computer science, et cetera, and so on. And even there, we're now seeing a bit of a saturation and it's becoming more and more difficult for people to get jobs there. And so I've got to ask you now, especially when we consider a conversation that we have with NSPAS, is it unfair for the government to dictate what it is that people should be studying? It's not unfair at all. In China, they do that. Right now in South Africa, to pass, right, you, you cannot fail languages. Uh, I remember I once failed Afrikaans and I failed a term, not a year a term. But in China, you need to pass Chinese and mathematics mm-hmm. by force. Mm-hmm. There's nine subjects you do that are compulsory. Some include morality, mathematics, uh, 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 um, physical science. So it is, and look at China, they're thriving. They're not short of these skills because this is the very same country where people complain, number one, about foreigners, right? So to dictate to them to say, well, if you don't want us to go down this path, which Ramaphosa is now proposing, we're going to dictate to your kids what they should study. And I think that's a fine way to go. China's thriving. Mpo? I don't think it's a bad idea. But then at the same time, I feel like as government, you can't turn around and say there is a skills shortage when we had uh, doctors uh, up in arms yesterday in KZN saying, listen, we're here, but you're not placing us. And you're the same government that is saying there is a skills shortage when it comes to doctors. Okay, but now you're conflating issues. No. Because now what you're bringing up is the issue of resources allocation. That's something else altogether, right? I agree with you that even though doctors may be unemployed, there are still doctors, for example, in rural areas that find themselves working 12-hour shifts because they're understaffed, etc. and so on. Mm -hmm. The problem with us is if you're a doctor and you obviously don't have means to relocate because how are you going to move to Karangua, just as an example, Mm -hmm. right? But maybe your hometown is couple of hundred kilometers away from there you will then sit with your degree not having been placed in the area where they need you most but i was asking you specifically just say as a parent if you speak as a parent when you advise your kids about what it is that they should study is it follow your passion or follow that which will get you 
employed soonest? We always say follow your passion, right? But then at the same time, I'm a massive advocate for artisan jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge advocate for that because I feel like there is a skill shortage there. And artisans make a lot of money. But because they are not seen as glamorous jobs, then people tend to not want to go in those directions. Because at the end of the day, we can't all be academics. And that is a fact. So I've always been an advocate of follow what your child is good at if they're not academically gifted do not push them in that direction there are other directions where they can still make a living without necessarily having to wear a graduation hoodie at the end of or what is it called a hood Mm. at the end of the day if you were to ascertain (laughs) what is that the country needs what would you say it is I would say we need more artisanal skills Mm. government has been pushing for that for the longest time Mm -hmm. they've started to almost discourage parents from encouraging children to go and study your BA degrees. Mm. So they have been saying that is what we need as a country right now. And I'm all for it. I agree with him, Paul, and saw that government does at a certain point need to dictate or nudge us in the right direction for our economy. And right now it is artisanal work. And many parents do need to do away with the whole degree concept. You can become a boilermaker. You can become a machine operator. You can become a plumber. Uh, you can even employ a few people in that particular um, line of work. Now, that's a fair point. But what if I would tell you that the reason why there's now a shortage of artisanal skills is because of the Mbege administration? That when they came in, they started placing less and less emphasis on uh, TVET colleges, less and less funding as well. Hundreds of millions were funneled out of there towards uh, university degrees. Mm. And that's why now we're seeing what we see. But it's because he's an academic. Yeah, but but fair enough. Then the era now, this particular era, necessitates that they start funding the TVET colleges Mm. again. Mm. But even in that newsletter, he said something very important. He was celebrating the fact that we're now going to have a visa regime that's more agile. Because you've got multinationals that want to come here, but then at times you find these companies want to bring in their own foreign staff. But it becomes so difficult and you've got to allow them to say their strategic posts where they would want to place their own people that they're coming with. And then it's more of a short to medium term solution. They will do a skills transfer and eventually leave. You'll have those directors and everybody leaving and then South Africans will be the ones that manage. So here, that's what they wanted to celebrate. Mm, mm. Mm. So let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, Do you feel like that can be achieved? I mean, again, I'm uh, thinking of Huawei, for example. I think about a year and a half ago they were slapped with the fine because majority of their employees ended up being foreign nationals, mm. specifically from Asia. Mm. Now, that may have been the case, but if you look at how advanced Huawei technology is, and then you look at the availability of technicians who could match that advancement, grade three in China, they can make a cell phone. Bro, I when you can't even load their time. Wow. Yeah. Ah, facts. Facts, 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 facts. Should we have a discussion right now about the skills shortage in South Africa? And whether or not you feel that the government 
isn't a position to dictate what people should be studying. I'm from the East Rand. I'm a qualified artisan. Within the artisanal fraternity, guys, we are overpopulated and we are not all of us employed, you know? Especially the reason why we are not employed, it's because there's a there's this threshold or this what you call red tape, if I have to put it like that, that they have allocated over the artisans, that they need an artisan to have five years working experience. That you're going to get from where? Because I, I I need to be positioned and I need to be placed so that I can get that experience. So I can't get the experience if I'm not employed. So I believe that our countrymen, they are just publishing and saying uh, they need those skills and those skills, but they are not prepared to give us the capacity or to put us into those positions and more than that right you've got to structure the economy to be able to absorb those skills so if we don't have a manufacturing economy because that's now going to the east for example then what are the artists going to do here mm. all you're going to do is you're going to automate because the people that do set up shop are going to realize look i can achieve just as much productivity using machinery than i can using people spray painters for example used to be people now all machines Fitters and turners are going to be next. I believe the government should, uh, where it should start, the government should just scrape out metallurgists in schools. I think so move. Because when you go to university, if you did metallurgist, already you've limited your chances of, you know, of exploring critical, critical skilled degrees, if I, if I, if I may put it that way. So they should just scrape out metallurgist and then let everybody do maths science and accounting not because sometimes i'm not saying all the time but sometimes so i think it's important that we look at what the country needs and then you work from there i mean we need more people who will do like machine learning you know people who will do like engineers and and, and so forth numbers mm, i agree there's certain things we can tolerate for example and say people aren't gifted in that way then there are other things where we shouldn't tolerate it's it shouldn't be an option to say, ah, I don't know maths. I understand maths. Let's, I pull my lap. Mm. It should be a basic life skill. This thing mm-hmm. of also passing two languages, I don't get it. Pass one language and maybe fuck on the maths lap. Mara, any into your food, you Now, I'm a company member in South Africa. Azanga decided today, you would It takes time, you would say, which they are coming to South Africa. Then they must also provide skills. They should not come here to do business only. So they should provide skills training in advance so that even if when they leave South Africa, actually they're leaving us with skills. For instance, like mining. Mining, they just come and mine and mine. The only thing that you know when I is to drill for 50 years when they eat drilling only. They don't put you in different departments so that you can have a specific knowledge, a various normal approach. Well, again, you see, you're placing your expectations in the wrong people. Companies are not here to develop any skills. Companies are driven by profit making. That's all they want. These are capitalists through and through. If anything... If they could get there with their own skills and then just mine whatever it is that they're mining from whatever region and leave, that's what they'll do. I'm not saying that's right, but I'm saying that's how it is. Now, the onus is on the government to hold those companies and corporates accountable and to ensure which legislation prevents that from happening. But if you leave it to the companies in the private sector alone, when they're trying to maximize profits, they're not just to develop your country. I want to learn to a shortage of scarce skills, lambs, and it's confusing. 
because we, we are being told about the shortage of skills. But to the is going to harm, we often tell one of our skills are short, okay, our skills. We are not told what our skills are. I mean, look, look at our nurses, Ashley, Langa Sabins. Look at teachers, Abashay, Labanga Sabins. Now, we are going to talk about the skills are short, and it's not cool. So for me, uh, my son finished matric in 2020 and he's always wanted to be a chef. And I was like, Ish, yeah, no, but uh, well, I guess that's what you want to do. But then again, come matric year, last year, he then changes his mind. He says he wants to go into um, software engineering. So I'm proud to say he's doing his final year this year in uh, software engineering. So sometimes you need to sort of sit down and talk to them and say i understand you want to be a chef but you can do this as your passion after you're done with actually obtaining the real degree mm. so at schools you know we used to have a career guidance counselor uh, so she literally and she, she she was available from grade eight onwards so when you got to high school she'd speak to you about okay i've seen your marks here your strengths here your weaknesses here's where the market is going over the next five to ten years here's where i think you can fit in Try work towards that. Um, so yeah, sometimes that is very helpful. Season for Melar now, La Poguti, Umbek, you are keepers into lazy skills. If you may remember, Tina Sakola, Buma Primary, Besia, Uniscola, La Pettopsen, Filibati, Emizodo, from a primary, Besia Lapa. A higher primary actually, Bessia La Pemizodo, Pasenzisama drawing, Pasenzisa woodwork in Tezinjal, so Pasfundisang a skilled Sasebangan. Since the government here to take over, Lesin Teleza Se Commanders, Avantara Basai Mizodo, Bessia Amalang, Autologuti Monday, we are setting action section, Tuesday, we are setting section, Eco Loganja Loganja, but Manja Seco Lesin Teleza, Shotang a skill manje. Mount construction site, US, Ilavam Tobasa Mozambique, Unfortunately, this country doesn't, or rather our government doesn't really know what they need. Because, I mean, 20 years ago, did they know what being my influencer for, to campaign? Did they know that? So how are we going to be trusting the government that could not uh, see the future that people like influencers can be part of their marketing strategy, for instance, or campaigning strategy? And we want to put our faith in those people's hands who would best decide daily what to uh, do in the future. If you change government and then have that rule, I, I agree with you 100% because at least it's people that are forward thinking. 959 Breakfast, Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on Kaya 959.